Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to another installment of our Horror Around the Globe series, our series where we talk about foreign horror films, obviously. Hopefully that's been made pretty clear. We are discussing a film from Iran, and this one is pretty known within the horror community, I would think. This is not one where, like, You've never heard of it before, right? At, at least from the title. You may not know what it's about, but the title sounds very spooky. And it's so long that it's so unique. It's super artsy. Mm-hmm, exactly. And it is called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And this film came out in 2014. And everything about this is so, like, captivating and unique, even like the... the title obviously but also the title artwork of the Mm -hmm. like if you've if you know you know you know (laughs) right if you've seen the poster you know it's kind of almost like construction papery lookings very red and black and white and that's basically it and that's basically the film too the whole thing's in black and white yeah, uh, this has been on my list to watch for a long time. I just never got around to it. And I honestly didn't even realize it was foreign until recently. Same. I just knew that it was really popular and people really loved it. And which is really interesting to me because it seems like one of those films that people either would really love it or they would really hate it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's true for most people and for a lot of people, but looking, and I'll talk about this later, but I'm literally looking at the Rotten Tomatoes scores right now and between the critics and the audience, and it's got 10,000 plus audience ratings, they're pretty dang good. Yeah. So, and I'm interested to see what you thought because I was watching it the whole time, like wondering what your thoughts would be. (laughs) And even the whole time I was like, But what are my thoughts? Right. That's honestly where my thoughts still are. I felt I found myself the whole time watching it wanting to know more about Iran. Like I could tell that there is so much cultural stuff in this that I didn't know and things they were saying and things that were written on walls that I wish I could read. And also we think over here that like their culture is so conservative Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, we have Western culture and like we are very, you know, partying and drugs and clubs and that's very like westernized. But we have that in this film. Yes, we also have. I thought it was interesting. You know, we have stop signs and I'm sure there's stop signs all over the world. But there was also a, a people crossing sign, which, you know, we've seen. It's got the little stick figure. What they have is a a woman in their, like, full burqa outfit. That's what's on the crossing sign. And I'm like, that is so interesting. And then we also have, there's a whole, this 
entire film is centered around this main character and his heroin addict father and we have a drug dealer and we have a woman that was going home with a man and we have I believe she's a prostitute like and obviously these things are you know especially prostitutes in other countries but like it's very normalized in this film and as Americans it's we I think that we've been shown a very specific narrative about Mm -hmm. these countries that this film just tramples all over that. (laughs) Yes. We also have, I don't remember in my trivia if they said he was transgender or a transsexual, but we do see a person that is dressed up like a woman with makeup and everything. But then you see them later on and they're in these skinny jeans and you can tell they have like, from Cabin in the Woods, they have a husband's bulge. Like you can see it. But so you're not quite sure what it is, but that's really cool, too, knowing how conservative we've been taught that the this country is to see this on the screen. But then at the same time, it kind of took it away from me when I found out in my trivia that this was all filmed in California. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I could understand maybe why, because they really did push the envelope, I guess, based based on what I as a white American girl think I know about Iran and the Middle East they did push the envelope on a lot of things so maybe they wouldn't have been allowed to film this there maybe that's why they came here but I don't know that for positive right it'd be you know as far as like the reception of this goes I've read a lot about like what people think about it and the critics and I'm like what did the Iranian people think about it yes that's what I want to know I want to know about Iran from this movie like so much about it the ins and outs right I actually did a paper that I wish I could remember what Wikipedia page I edited it because I wrote a paper in college and it was about sex education in the Middle East I wish I could find it interesting and I cited some things from Iran specifically and their marriage culture and sex culture but it's been a lot it's been years I think like five years since I did that and I actually one of the things I had to do for the specific class was edit a Wikipedia page and see how long the edit stayed and it doing that yeah and it last I believe it was still up last time I checked but I don't remember the page anymore damn and those usually come down pretty fast well it had it was had to be an academic edit Ah. I mean it, it couldn't just be like Good luck. You know, and it took a lot of research. And so this paper had, it was obviously, it had to obviously be an academic, you know, it was a college paper, but I learned quite a bit. And that's why I know, I know that they're very traditional, Mm -hmm. but this was not that. And I'm not saying everyone, all of them, you know, but there were still some of those pieces that you got because his father is a heroin addict and he mentions going home with this girl then we'll get to that later and he's immediately like well who's her family but I also found it interesting once again I'm just jumping ahead really quick to just to just a small thing and I I thought it was interesting when we do get around to this girl not to give it away but to give it away because we're going to talk about it she's a vampire so she's been around for a while we can assume when we get to her apartment there are po- there's a disco ball. There are posters all over the wall that are from the 70s and 80s. So you can assume that she's probably from around that time period, maybe, or at least she loves the music. Music is definitely a big thing here. 
And I thought it was interesting to look at because I don't know, I don't know when this happened. I just know that I have seen pictures of how Iran wasn't so conservative way back when. So it makes you wonder because she walks around in basically jeans and a shirt and then she has the the hat, the hairpiece that she puts on later. Right. So it, it makes you wonder, is she from then when it was less conservative? And then we have, you know, we can't quite tell what a day and age this is anyway. There really aren't phones in it. They're, the cars are kind of 50s-ish, so you're not sure exactly when this is. Right. What you do know is that we have this family dynamic of this son. He's our main character. He is taking care, his name is Arash, and he is taking care of his heroin addict father. And at first I was like, oh, is he taking like an injection of medication? But then he shot it between his toes and I was like, that's heroin. (laughs) Right. That's heroin. All his other veins have collapsed. Got it. Because he's not trying to hide it. No, not at all. He's doing it right in the living room. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times when heroin addicts shoot, you know, between their toes or whatever, they're like trying to hide it. But nope, his veins have just collapsed. So that's not funny. But like it. It's it's rough to see in this yeah. film. Like I'm laughing out of being uncomfortable because this poor kid, like, yeah, is trying to do his best to take care of his father and work and save money, and all the while this drug dealer is coming into their home. His name is Saeed, who says you owe me, he owes me fucking money. Mm-hmm. So where's my fucking money? And Arash has saved all of his money for so long to buy a car that he just loves and the drug dealer fucking takes it six years he does say in the beginning he's like it took me 2100 and some odd days and it's six years exactly that it took him to save for this car i'm the drug dealer just in a second fucking takes it so it's a beautiful car too it's a soft top like 1950s it's got fins on it gorgeous yeah it's stunning i wish i could see it in color yeah (laughs) yeah so he takes his car and he comes later that night or maybe not that night. It's hard to tell. I don't, I don't really know. Yes, because it is in black and white and most of our stuff, obviously, she's a vampire. So it's at night. So it is a little difficult to tell time frame sometimes. Right. But Saeed, the drug dealer, comes across a young woman in. So it's. It's called a, I think it's called a shador, a shador, and it's a basically like a cloak worn by women in like Iran and Iraq, and it's Persian. It's like a full head to toe, you know, everything Mm -hmm. is covered, and she's basically like, "Oh, take me back to your apartment with you." So they go back to his apartment, and it's super awkward. Yes, but. this actually really quick is after he has just kicked out a prostitute out of his car. She was getting ready to give him a blowjob. He gets creeped out because this girl in this full outfit is standing and he sees her in the rearview mirror. He gets creeped out, kicks out the prostitute. So he's an asshole right away. So the girl that he takes back to his apartment has seen that he is a prick. Right. She has standards, you know. Yeah. She only goes after the bad guys. She scares little children and goes after bad guys. (laughs) So she goes back to his apartment. And what I what it's really striking about this film, a couple things, actually. 
when I was reading about this specifically, everyone was like, soundtrack. Yes. Soundtrack, soundtrack. I figured you were, you, I figured you would just pick up on that without reading on it. I figured you'd be all about the soundtrack. Well, it was what I was kind of looking at, because this is on Shutter, by the way, for anyone who wants to stream it, and I'm sure you can rent it on like Amazon Prime and, you know, all those, all those other things you can buy things on, but it is on Shutter, and I was looking kind of at the, you know, how they have little skull ratings on Shutter. Yeah looking at the comments and they were like the music in this film and I was like interesting so I was wondering if it was a score it's not a, a traditional score it's a soundtrack but a lot of the soundtrack comes from uh, similar artists and so it's very in your face but not in like a harsh like heavy metal kind of way it's very like electronic and dance mm-hmm. and EDM kind of feels you know yeah so that's one thing. And then another thing, this was this director's debut film. And a woman. And a woman. Yeah. And a Persian film. So Yeah. Like all of these things. One, she did this in black and white. And it, I mean, it, it feels like it's in black and white, but it doesn't because the shots are so striking. Yes, I, like when we were talking about his car, I can almost picture that it's, I feel like it's red with a white soft top. Like I can picture it in my head, even though I know it's it's black and white. I don't know. I mean, everything has so much. It's a film about death and night and addiction and just these horrible things and this sadness and our main character is just in despair all the time. But it's this film has so much life in it, in the picture itself, if that makes sense, in the movement and in the cinematography. Mm-hmm. And it's, and then there, it's like, she, and she barely has any expression the whole time. Yes, that was, and she barely talks. I think she says like maybe a couple sentences the whole film. She does not talk. She doesn't need to. No. She's and spooky. she's fucking scary yeah when it gets down to because she's like this cute little girl and when she gets down to actually being the scary vampire like you see her coming at you one time her eyes are like crazy and she's just stark white she's terrifying and her fangs are neat yes and like we've seen vampires before and that's something that's difficult to do is a vampire film i feel like anything that is done over and over and over Mm -hmm. it's going to be compared to everything else that's done Yes, and this also has like a western feel. That's actually what a lot of critics were saying is that this is a vampire western and I I was feeling it too. It it felt like we were in the the old west but with vampires once again. Well, there's even like a song that like kind of makes you feel like that at one point too when he's like riding in his car, I think. Yeah, and like right in the beginning, he he steals a cat from through a fence and i don't know just even that like back alley and stuff it just felt like old mining town or something in the old west yeah i mean it's almost feels like a ghost town too yes exactly there's like nobody around it's called like bad city or something Bad city yep yep i also am wondering because i saw the the english word sex yes written on his throat and it was on a wall Oh, I don't remember the wall. Yep. So the English word sex was tattooed on the drug dealer's chest and it was written on a wall, 
later somewhere else. And I'm wondering, and I don't know the answer to this, is that just one of those things that was like, ah, well, you know, it's kind of one of those words that kind of makes someone look more badass and like Mm -hmm. provocative or does it have another meaning? You know what I mean? Right. Because, you know, to us, it's like, you know, somebody got sex tattooed on them. That's super lame, but different (laughs) cultures or thing. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are bikers in America that have sex tattooed on them somewhere. I'm I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> but it was just interesting because I saw it twice. Yeah. At least twice. I may have missed it another time, but it was on there twice. So I that may not mean anything, but I thought it was interesting. Must be a big deal. Sex is... I don't know. Sex is great, Amanda. God. Well, and also, <laughs> it's one of those things where I thought it was like incredibly taboo. Yes. So Yes. There's so much of this stuff that I'm like, oh, you're going to get in so much trouble. And then it's not so bad. Like there's a point when our main character, the boy who's trying to take care of his drug addict father, they're like having breakfast and they're being sweet together and they're having a conversation. And the night before he had met our vampire girl and he spent the night with her. He was at her house. And that's when his dad goes, well, what's her, who's her family? But then he, he doesn't get mad at his son, really. He just kind of jokes it off with him and moves on. And I'm like, oh, is that not, like, very taboo? I mean, it might be for her, like, if she had told her parents, you know. Right. He does call him an idiot, but. <laughs> yes. So back to this, you know, guy's apartment. It's super awkward because he, like, comes over to her and, like, puts his finger in her mouth. That is so gross. Never fucking. I would rather you, like, choke me and slap me across the face than stick your goddamn finger in my mouth. Yeah. And he had just done that same thing with the prostitute in his car. And she had stuck it all the way in. So now it's not only his gross germs, but now this other woman that had his finger in her mouth. But at least it gets bitten off. Yeah, she does bite it right off. Yeah. So at least he's in terror right before he dies. Yeah. Bites off his finger and then goes for his neck and then murks him. Yeah. Yeah. So she leaves and she's all bloody. And then our main character is coming to his apartment to get his fucking keys back. He has stolen these really, like, apparently nice earrings from that prostitute also so the drug dealer stole his car at as an opportunity and then he had an opportunity to steal these earrings from this prostitute so this these are all like inter- you only see a couple characters in this whole city and they all steal from each other apparently no that's a different woman that's not the prostitute oh that is he has been a landscaper for rich people oh for a that's while. right i forgot about her i'm yes. sorry yeah he goes into her bedroom and steals her earrings she lives in a rich fucking house i would not do that shit and the only reason i bring it up is because she does come back in it in just a little bit yep you're right i'm sorry i got them confused they but do look similar they do yeah so she's she was mm. she's a bitch but she fucking drugs him kind of she, and <laughs> uses him for drugs yeah 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 so she he goes to like offer the earrings is like hey take these expensive earrings i want my fucking car back but like he's dead you know yeah and he takes his car he's like all right cool and then like happens to just pass her as she's all bloody and he she's just like leaving yeah and now he also has this drug dealer's 
drugs. So now he's going to become the drug dealer for a little bit, which is so sad. Yeah, he has been struggling. Like, I get it. Yeah. But also, you see how that ended up for him, right? <laughs> right, exactly. And it's not like our, our main kid has fucking... It's not like he has connections. He's not going to get more cocaine or heroin or whatever he's selling. He is just going to sell out what he has. But he's, and like, then, giving it to people at clubs and stuff. And I'm like, dude, you need to be sparing with this. Yeah. And then, like, people are going to come back to you and be like, hey, I want more. And you're going to be like, oh, that was it. That's all I had. Yeah, Forever. exactly. Also, I just wanted to comment. This guy has, like, the biggest Adam's apple I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but he's so cute. He is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's very nice to look at. Yes. But which actually, that's like one of the things that was like pointed out or like even like exaggerated by a shot later too. So it's like in incredibly noticeable too. Yeah, that's the, I just, that the very end shot where he ends up giving her those earrings, that's, I just kept staring at his goddamn throat. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I know that that's just, like, anatomy and it's not painful, but it just looks so painful. Yeah, it does. I'm, like, touching my throat now, and I'm like, I wonder how that would feel. Right? Like, <laughs> so, he he actually, so you're, he starts dealing drugs. That's where we're at. Yeah. We're taking the drugs, he starts to sell the drugs, and he quits his job working for the, the rich lady. She's, well, I say lady, she's really young. Yeah, she's like a spoiled. I mean, she got a fucking nose job. She's like one of those spoiled rich girls where daddy pays for everything. And so later they go to a costume party at a nightclub and he dresses up as Dracula. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and which obviously you're like, oh, he's going to run into her dressed up as Dracula and she's going to murk the shit. <laughs> right? Like, oh, you want to be Dracula? I'll show you fucking Dracula. <laughs> but he is passing out drugs, and he likes the pretty rich girl. Of course he does. She's pretty. Yeah. And he's a boy. Like, very She's pretty. also a fucking bitch who drugs him. And then when he's like, oh, okay, we did drugs together, he, like, goes up to her to dance in this club, and she, you know turns from him to this other hot guy and he's like oh no she doesn't really like me i'm like dude of course she doesn't really like you she liked you for drugs yeah he like she like doesn't like slip it in his drink but is like works really hard to convince him to take ecstasy and is like this pill is nothing without you and like shoves it in his mouth and it's like yeah. okay well okay i guess he didn't have to take it but you know yeah so the woman or the girl is actually what her character is called. You never actually find you never find out her name. Yeah. She's just the girl. She scares the shit out of a little kid. <laughs> yeah, she does. To keep him quiet. Basically. But also yeah. she basically scares the shit out of this kid. He's just skateboarding and she's like, "Have you been a good boy?" and he's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Don't you fucking lie to me." <laughs> And basically says that she could, like, rip out his eyeballs and murder the fuck out of him and takes his skateboard. So now she's just skateboarding or alone on the streets. She just listens to music alone, skateboards, and scares people all night. 
And that sounds pretty fun to me. I mean, I would do it. <laughs> If I wasn't so scared to be alone on the streets at night, but if I was a vampire, right, exactly. (laughs) I would spend, first of all, I wouldn't work because I would just steal bad people's money like fucking Robin Hood, but keep it all. Yeah. I mean, if I had excess, I would share. But if I, if it was just enough to keep me going, I wouldn't share. And yeah, spend all my time in the dark. I wouldn't fucking work. Fuck that. (laughs) And scare men. Into leaving women the fuck alone. Exactly. Which I was like, oh, she's scaring him to like leave women alone later in life, but also to like be quiet when he sees stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Later. Yeah. So she's skateboarding and our poor, poor main character is rolling like a motherfucker. <laughs> yes. Which is probably <laughs> the only thing that saves his life here is <laughs> because he is high as shit. Yeah. And he's like staring at this lamp, this <laughs> lamp post. Yes. And, and he even finally meets our girl. And at one point he's like, let's just sit on the ground. And she's just like, you you can't just sit here. What the hell are you doing? He's like, well, I can't fucking walk. So <laughs> this is where I'm going to be. <laughs> she's like, you can come back to my apartment. And he's like, uh, I cannot actually. <laughs> She puts him on the skateboard. It's so good because she's like pushing behind him and he's like squatting on it. And he's like moving around like a little kid, like on it, not making the sounds, but he's doing that. It's so cute. And you, it, this really reminded me of Let the Right One In. Yeah. Just a little older. Yeah. You know, like a girl vampire that's alone and just lonely and a goofy dude. Exactly. Also lonely and going through shit. And then they meet up and fall in love, except this one is not not cute like that. I mean, yeah, it's real fucked up. The other one's fucked up too, but in a different way. They don't True. Yeah. Anyways. So this one this one. We'll get to the uh, I was about to I was about to give away the ending and I'm like this one they <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so they go back to the apartment and you're like you I really I don't know about you. I was like so he's not going to murder she's not going to murder him. Like this is where they start like a thing, right? Yeah. Everybody got that, right? Okay. Right. But it takes like I get your artsy, but it takes so long. There are some of these scenes where I'm like, are they moving? Did is is my thing buffering? What is happening right now? My buffering. <laughs> We're loading. We've got to be loading, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, they he like it's like a sensual kind of scene, but it's not like sexual. Yeah. You know? Like they definitely do stuff, I'm sure. But he like lifts his head up and she like is staring at his neck and then just kind of lays her head on his chest and you're like, okay, well, you really wanted it, but you didn't take it. So yeah. Good Aww. for you. Yeah. So the next night, basically they, nothing super significant happens between, I mean, she does make friends with the prostitute. Yeah. So that I guess that's significant. Exactly. Yeah. And she just talks to her about how she she knows that the prostitute is hates her life and stuff like that. But that's significant because she ends up going back to protect her later on. An alliance was formed. <laughs> exactly. Yep. 
And so he she finds a note on her door that says, hey, let's meet at the power plant at 10 p.m. tomorrow. So romantic, a power plant. <laughs> but they made it romantic, though. Yeah. Like, that's what is so interesting about this film. Like, they take all of these things that are, like, like a dingy town and, like, a power plant. And they make it these, like, I'm not going to say over the top, but, like, these very romanticized, like, a city and, like, a fucking power plant. It's almost like looking at stars at night, you know? Right. Exactly. So he's going to give her the earrings. And she's like, I'm bad. You don't know the things I've done. And we've seen that before, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't really care. <laughs> you don't know what I've done either. And gives her some earrings, but her ears aren't pierced. And so they pierce her ears with a safety pin. And the first time, her fangs pop out, but he doesn't notice. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And she just walks away from him. Because it, it, this is kind of one of those frustrating things. And it's like, it's it's frustrating as like, you want their, you know, love story to progress, but that's not the plot. You know, you're like, just fucking get over yourself. Mm-hmm. Just tell him or don't and move on. You know, like, right. He's not going to leave. He's just going to follow you or show up at your apartment or something like because men do that shit. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying they should, but they fucking do. So I know you could kill him if you wanted to, but you clearly don't want to. So what's your end game here? Right. I mean, not to totally give it away but that's basically what happens that they don't have that conversation but he kind of finds out that she's not a good person and he like internalizes it and just deals with it it's like whatever kind of finds out he's she's not a good person yeah (laughs) (laughs) so basically the prostitute who worked for the drug dealer they have that conversation we were talking about and the woman gives the prostitute some money that the drug dealer owed her and she doesn't like she doesn't even know what the fuck she wants to do anymore and then we go back to our main character and his he he has like he's going into psychosis so yes. he has this like episode where he thinks that their cat Arash's cat is his dead wife and yeah I hated this I was like please don't kill the cat please don't kill the cat oh yeah you think that cat's fucking dead oh yeah cat's not dead though no Arash kicks him out because he like throws their family photos around he's like losing it totally losing it and he's like here's your drugs here's your money get the fuck out and take the cat with you and i was like oh keep the cat yeah he didn't do nothing yeah don't sit he's not gonna feed the cat yeah (laughs) so hossein goes to the prostitute and literally shoots her up yeah that is it's like rape with a needle it is it was so horrible i hated that so fucking much like that's one of my worst nightmares. I I hate feeling out of control of my body. That's why I don't really smoke. And that's why I honestly don't drink that much. Like, really the only times I drink are doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. And I still don't, like, go too far over. Like, when we're, when we're done recording, I'm done drinking. And then I sit it out, you know. Right. And I 
I cannot imagine somebody forcing that kind of a substance into my body. Like, Mm -mm. that is terrifying. And, like, drug aside, me as someone who's terrified of needles, he fucking she he starts to do it and she's like no and she gets up and leaves and then he throws her back on the bed ties her wrists together with his belt and then injects her fucking terrifying yeah and then he shoots it in her wrist like yeah god it's so easy to od from heroin mm-hmm. and then they share like a needle Ugh. yeah exactly and it's that awful. is why he gets killed by a vampire girl yeah, so she actually comes to save her. Yeah. And they're found by her, and she fucking kills him. And the prostitute helps her dispose of his body, and she's like, take the cat. Yeah, and, and then you as the audience know, okay, that's how he is going to find out. That's his cat. Yeah, he's going to be like, how the fuck did you get that? I mean, I would have just said, I mean, I found it walking around. That would have been a fair story because the guy just turned up dead. Agreed. Or even the prostitute that he went to. Yeah, my friend gave it to me. That was also true. Yeah. Like, either way, at least it wouldn't be on you, you know? Right. So the next morning, he finds his dad's body. And this boy, actually, the one that she scared shitless, saw it from his window and he's like who the fuck like you saw something you saw something and he's like if i fucking tell she's gonna fucking kill me you know i saw nothing yeah i ain't see shit he ain't no snitch (laughs) (laughs) so he goes to his he goes to the woman's apartment and he's like we got to get the fuck out of here let's get out of this town please run away with me and she's basically like all right let's go like she's on board you know Mm-hmm. But while she's getting her shit, guess what he sees? The kitty comes out. She, yeah, sees the cat, and he's like, oh, you had something to do with my dad's death. Yeah, and then he even sees her, like, dumping this pile of watches and rings and necklaces and jewelry in this fucking bag. And he's like, oh, wonder if my dad's watch or whatever is in there. He doesn't say that, but you can see that's what he's thinking. You're a fucking serial killer. Yes. Yeah. So they drive off together and he pulls he pulls over and he's like doesn't know what the fuck to do about this. Like you could be in the car with a fucking serial killer. The person that murdered your father. Right. Like what the fuck do you do? But But also he's really falling in love with her and his dad wasn't such a good guy and is yeah. it so bad? So, well, he decides to get back in the car and then they just drive off. Yeah. And I love because they don't have a conversation at all. They do not speak words to each other at all from the time he tells her to pack her bag till the end of the movie. They don't talk. I loved that. And the kitty. The kitty is there till the end. Right. They have the cat. They have a they have a pet. Yes, and the cat, because it's another one of those scenes that is just, like, they don't move at all. And I'm like, what? It, did it did it stop? What's going on? And the cat's just kind of sitting there, and it's a two-seater freaking, you know, soft top, cor- like, convertible. And she's on one side, he's on the other. The cat is just on the back seat, sitting there between the two of them. And it's they just, like, slowly stare at each other, and the cat's like, oh, God, this is awkward. <laughs> Did you know that she fucking killed your dad? 
<laughs> exactly. But also, he was shooting people up with heroin and shit. Like, mm. right? The cat's like, "Can I not be here right now? Like, I'd actually be cool with being in the trunk if you want right now." Yeah, like. Mm. <laughs> so, what I mentioned earlier, like this movie can be kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Like that is something that I will say. Like this, sometimes you're like, what? We're walking and we're walking <laughs> and we're skateboarding uh-huh. and what 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 are we doing? And there's honestly not a ton of action. There's not a ton of gore. There's no major scares other than like she is a vampire, right? But that's not what this film was trying to do. This is a very like abstract kind of vampire film, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, it was really kind of hard. Like the more I watched it, the more I liked it. And, but like while I was watching it, I was like, eh, but then like after I was watching it, I was like, I kind of like that. Like, (laughs) that's how I was feeling too. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to grade this, but it was, I I liked the end. Yeah. And like, it's one of those, it doesn't stay with you in like a disturbing way, but like, I was kind of thinking about it a lot afterwards. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that to me is like a, when I'm not like, fuck that movie like (laughs) i was like ah, i i think that i would probably watch it again to be honest and like but it doesn't really even have that much rewatchability which is weird so like i'm surprised that i even just said that but i think i would (laughs) watch it again but it's definitely one of those that is like not it's not an exciting film i'll say that yeah there's definitely no hardly any action like she kills a few people but it's very quick it's black and white so there's like no gore and that's okay there's Mm -hmm. a time and a place for a film like a horror movie doesn't have to be bloody and disgusting you know not to be confused with the publication but (laughs) bloody disgusting right (laughs) but you know what i mean like that there there are plenty of fucking slashers and movies that push those boundaries and there's films like this Mm-hmm. that are more like avant-garde if you will so right you know at first I was like three but now I'm talking about it I kind of want to give it a four <laughs> it's literally I'm sitting here I'm like I don't know maybe I'll do one of Amanda's three and a halves but <laughs> yeah I mean it's artsy y'all know I don't necessarily like the artsy stuff but I liked the ending I liked the characters like that the cat lived so yeah, probably a four I give it a half for the cat <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Almost got exactly. you with a half rating, man. I almost got you. Almost, almost. So as far as the Rotten Tomato scores goes, the critics gave it a 96% and the audience gave it a 75%. Hmm. So yeah, I mean pretty solid. I mean, people love it and some one of the bad ones from like an audience review is artsy fartsy at its quote best nicely filmed yeah with some interesting choices of music but with no plot to speak of and several scenes that just drag on i mean it has a plot you just you just didn't like the plot it just wasn't exciting enough for you and that's fine that's totally fine but don't say it doesn't have a plot just because you didn't think it was fast-paced enough for you I mean, not to call him out, but this makes me laugh because that makes me think of my stepdad. And I love him. He's a great guy, but he doesn't necessarily know sometimes 
what to how to discuss things so i'll be like why did you like that movie and he'd be like it had a great plot and that's all he ever says <laughs> it's like he doesn't actually know he just liked it because it has a great plot okay okay exploded <laughs> exactly <laughs> And that's totally fine. Like, sometimes I don't even know how to talk about movies. I'm like, that movie sucked, but I don't know why it sucked, but it just sucked, (laughs) you know? That's totally fair. Like, we've been reviewing movies on this podcast for, you know, two and a half, almost two and a half years now. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know stuff. I just know I liked it (laughs) or I didn't like it. I don't know what to tell you. It just was bad or it was really fucking good. But this one definitely was, like, it's, it's very nuanced. Like, it's... I it's very it's interesting how this director took it always blows my mind I don't know how to say this like it always blows my mind when someone has this like little it started off as like this little story or this little vision and then they make Mm -hmm. it into this like almost two hour artsy barely any dialogue but a whole story type thing you know Yes, especially when people have asked her why she wrote, why she writes any of her movies, but why she wrote this one. And all she said was because she wanted to create more relationships with people. And the only, you know, the best way to do that is to create a film and create friendships with the people that work on it and the actors and the the other writers and shit like that. That's why she did it. And I thought that was really cool. She's like, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just fun to make a movie. And then she makes this. Bas- basically, exactly. It's like, oh, that's that's some talent. And especially when you mm-hmm. have to write a script and all the pages are just like walking down the street, riding a skateboard, this expression. <laughs> right. like Because there's very minimal dialogue in this film. That was her writing the skateboard, by the way. That was the director. Ah. Yeah, cool. I guess she's been writing a skateboard forever, so she kind of threw that in. I thought that was cute, too. Yeah, I mean, I would cautiously recommend this film because I know of there's a range of people listening that are really not going to like it. But I think from what we have said, you can probably gather if you're going to be one of those people or not. And respect to you for knowing that or not. I don't think it's one of those things where, like, it's definitely a pretentious film. Mm-hmm. But like not in a way that it's like, it's like stuck up and like is smarter than it think it, it thinks it is. Mm-hmm. It's pretentious in the ways that it can get away with it because it's a good film, right? But if you if you're not into that and you want a lot of action, this isn't going to be for you. And there's nothing wrong with that because there are plenty of movies that are for you and that are good. So exactly. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for this review of A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. If you would like more reviews that you're not getting, well, we have a Patreon for that. Mm-hmm. So you can head over to patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast. And of course, you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Extra Sisters podcast, except for Twitter, which is just at the Extra Sisters because I had to make it difficult on myself. <laughs> Until next time, stay creepy. Stay creepy.